<clears throat> hey, how's it going there, Reg? Feeling good? Are you in a podcasty mood? At least for another hour? <laughs> ah, I see you have the sandwich today. Nice. What do you got? I, I, I see on Subway now they have all these different. I'm not a big Subway sub guy, but they have all these different ones now. Do you buy one of those? Yeah. You love your subs. Anyway, are you ready to go? Yeah, take one more bite, and then we'll get started. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay, I'll give you the three S's. I'll give you the uh, countdown. You give me the music, and I'll give you episode 372. So write that one in the book, 372. Okay? All right, here we go. Star, smile, strong. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. And don't forget, get out there, tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. It's the least you could do. If you like what you hear, don't forget. Go to WGNRadio.com, go to the podcast section, hit the prompt for this podcast, and like a, a bag full of gold coins, they'll just come dropping out, one by one by one, podcast after podcast after podcast, just keep scrolling down. Entertainment of all sorts for your enjoyment. All I ask is for one hour a week. That ain't much. This hour is episode number 372. A few weeks ago, uh, in the midst of my discussion on another topic, <laughs> as you know, I um, I have a tendency to um, to go off on verbal detours uh, on this podcast. But as I have always said, I think that's hopefully the charm of this, and I do get back to my original topic. Sometimes it's a very natural segue or transition to it. And other times I just bring up something on my way to my topic and then I go off on that, but I find my way back. Always do. I always leave crumbs. It's always important to leave crumbs. So this way you can follow your crumbs back to the way you, you came. And I always get back there. And, um, I was talking briefly about how my grammar school 
uh, was recently announced that my grammar school was closing. And um, I, I touched on it a little, but um, it's officially closed now. The school year is over. And um, a couple of weeks ago, they actually did a final kind of open house for everybody. I brought this topic up because the podcast I was talking about was how I had all these events on one day a few weeks ago. And I already had a previous engagement that would preclude preclude me that's the word preclude me from going to this event i was so mad i have my my day planner is wide open for most of the summer every day every weekend and on this one weekend i had three or four and then even later after i did the podcast i had another event that someone asked me to go to and it was on that same weekend so i brought this up and touched on it a little but i thought it would be worth expanding a little more because i of all those other um, activities or events that were on that weekend that i couldn't attend um i wanted to go to all of them for various reasons but you know me i'm very nostalgic and uh I, I I do enjoy things from my past. Um, a lot of people put those things away and look forward, and that's fine. I like to look forward, but I also look like to look behind. Always have. I've always appreciated the past, as I've said many times. I think we can learn from the past. We can learn from both the mistakes and the successes of the past. And it could help guide us when we make our future decisions because while every situation isn't exactly the same, human nature is always the same, (laughs) has been since the caveman days. And so while circumstances may be different, many times the elements that go into those circumstances when they involve human decisions and circumstances are very similar and we could learn it sadly we don't always learn from history but i i've always embraced my past i've i've enjoyed it i've i've got bins in my house filled with um you know mementos and 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 things that from my grammar school days or my childhood, early childhood, later childhood, grammar school days, high school days, college days. Uh, I've talked to you about that. I've, I've, I've done some decluttering over the years, but there are still some things that from all those periods of my life that I'm still have great connection to and, and great emotion about. And um, I was very sad to hear um, several months ago, via Facebook, um, relatively randomly, I just happened to, I'm glad that I was in this, not that I was, I never really 
was actively involved, but I was, I did reconnect as many people do on Facebook with people from their past, especially from high school and grammar school, people that you may not have seen for decades. And Facebook has certainly allowed those connections to be much easier. And so there was a group that was formed on Facebook for my grammar school, which was St. Bartholomew School in Chicago on the northwest side. The official address of the school was on Patterson because that's where the main office was. So that was the, the, fa- the, the, the um, official address of the school on Patterson, which is about uh, a block north of Addison. But really, the school itself, I mean, that's where the junior high was. It was on Patterson. But the school complex uh, had a, a fairly big footprint in that neighborhood off of Addison and Laverne and Lamont and Patterson between the church, St. Bartholomew Church. At one time, there were three school buildings. There was the intermediate building and the grammar school and then the junior high. And then there was a rectory and a convent for the the nuns and the priests, the priests that obviously served the parish and the nuns who both served the parish and taught in the schools. So that was quite a a footprint, a, a, a full block, square block. Um, there were a few other houses next to it, but for the most part, it was that 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 whole area there, that square little postage stamp of Addison between Laverne and Lamont, and then Patterson, making the rectangle, was pretty much all Saint Bartholomew Parish and school-related buildings, and. Um, I went there for all eight years of my grammar school education. What was interesting was that I lived in a spot, you know, when I was growing up, my gosh, there were there were so many Catholic parishes and Catholic schools. It, it, I don't know if it was necessarily the heyday, of Catholic education. That may have been more in the 50s and maybe 60s, but certainly when I went in the 70s, uh, it was still a heyday in that we had, I would say, close to 900 students in that whole school of the eight eight grades, from first grade to eighth grade. There had to be at least 800, if not 850, I would think. Most class, most grades had three classes of at least 32 to 33 kids in each class. So there was like first grade, there was one A, one B, and one C. 
And in grammar school, if you remember, at least in our school, you didn't really change classes um, until like fourth grade. That's when we started to move where some people were in different level classes and you weren't, for the most part, from first grade to fourth grade, you stayed with that same class, your same homeroom, and your the teacher just, okay, now we're going to do social studies for this hour, and now we're going to do math. Then later, you moved, you moved out of that class. And sometimes you stayed within your own, with those same people, but you moved teachers. You didn't stay in the same class with a teacher teaching you the same all day. Well, we had that until fourth grade. So I would say through third grade. Then in fourth grade, we started to have different teachers for different subjects. But there were, in each one of those classes, there were three, in each one of those grades, there were three classes, three homerooms of at least 30 to 33 kids, I remember. So right there, there's almost 100. So the school had to have at least 800 kids. I mean, now... Some of the schools don't even have 100 kids total in some of these Catholic schools. It's really been a shame how the that entire educational system has declined for a variety of reasons. Um, first of all, tuition has gone up, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't remember how many... I don't know how much my parents paid. You know, it wasn't, you did have to pay. This was private school. This was Catholic education. It wasn't public school. But it wasn't an outrageous amount. It was an extra amount. But it wasn't outrageous because I, it couldn't have been. Once again, I never knew the finances of it. I was a little kid. But I had a lot of friends. I mean, I was an only child, but I had a lot of friends. Back in those days, people still had four, five, six, seven, eight kids. And in some cases, their parents sent all of them to the Catholic school. Now, I understand that I I believe from what I've learned years later that if you had multiple kids, they gave you some kind of a break, you know, after the third or fourth one. I don't think they went there for free, but they gave you a, you know, a decreased amount because they wanted the enrollment. But still, um, this was a, a relatively middle-class neighborhood, and so you know, to put five kids through it, it couldn't have been a huge amount, or these families could not have afforded it. But in today's world, the tuitions went up so high you know, for a grammar school to be a couple of thousand a year that if you sent your kid there for th- for 8 years you're spending 25 or 30,000 dollars on just grammar school education now what if you want to send them to a catholic high school that costs 10 to 12,000 a year for 4 years that's 50,000 <laughs> you know that's 45,000 dollars and you just spent say twenty five or thirty. You spend almost one hundred seventy five thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, and you haven't sent your your kid to college yet. So prices went up, and then obviously the the entire 
Catholic Church has been under turmoil for the last 20 years with the sex scandals, which hasn't helped. But I think a great deal about it was just the price went up so high. When I was going there, it it was an extra somewhat burden, but it wasn't financially impossible. As I said, some families, there was one, there was one family in our parish that had like 15 kids and they all went to the school. So it, it couldn't have been backbreaking in terms of the tuition. It was extra. Could have sent your kid to the, to a public school for free and save that money. But it wasn't outrageous as it later got. Um, so I went there for eight years. But the interesting thing was that where I lived, a lot of times you lived within the boundaries of a parish. And so that was the school and the church that you had to go to, according to the archdiocese. But where I lived... There were two schools and churches that were relatively the same distance from my house. And in some ways, I believe their parishes must have intersected. Because where I lived, not only was it close for me, but I was able to choose, or my parents were able to choose, which one I went to. So there was St. Bart's which was about four blocks away from where I lived to Addison. But then there was also a school and a church named St. Ladislaus that was actually on my same street, but four or five blocks down. So it was equidistant, just in a different direction. And since those were so close, I believe that their boundaries may have intersected. So apparently, and I don't know all this for a fact, I'm just assuming, but I, I know that I was able to choose. And initially, my mom wanted me to go to the one that was on the same street, St. Ladislaus. Because I think a lot of, my mom was Polish, and there was a lot of Polish people that lived in that area there. And I think Ladislaus may have actually been a Polish name. I don't even know. But many of my friends in the neighborhood who lived a couple of blocks away, closer to Addison, closer to St. Bart's, were going to St. Bart's, my friends that I grew up with in the neighborhood. And so the decision was, well, since I already had my friends, and they were going to Bart's. I'd rather go to the school with I, with I know people because I didn't really know anybody who went to St. Lad's. That's what it was called, St. Ladislaus, St. Lad's. So I went to St. Bart's, but I, I could have gone to St. Lad's. I certainly was in the same boundary. And many people that were lived a couple of blocks south of me did go to St. Lad's. Just one or two blocks south, they went to St. Lad's. 
but I went to St. Bart's. And, and, and so what's so interesting is you think about that even in your, in your life. That seemingly, I don't know for my, I mean, once again, I was in first grade, so I didn't know. I went to a, I went to a, um, I went to a, a public uh, kindergarten, public school, because the Catholic schools didn't have kindergarten at that time. So I did go to a public school. And it actually was in more direction by St. Lad's. But most of the kids that I knew from that grammar school, or from even from that, in, in my neighborhood, and even from my kindergarten, were all going to St. Bart's. So that's why the decision was made. So I don't, I don't know, I, as much as my mom wanted me to go to the other one, it made more sense socially for me to go to St. Bart's. But interestingly enough, think about that, and I often do. If my mom and dad would have decided, well, you live close, you live just as close to lads as you go to Bart's and you'll meet new people, there could have been, you know, I was, was I six or seven? I mean, did I really know? I mean, yes, I had some friends, but. You know, you start going to school and you meet friends anyway, right? That's what happens. So I easily could have gone to St. Lad's. In fact, that was the original plan, I think. But because of everyone, you know, a lot of the people that I knew, the friends that I knew, and my mom's friends, you know, that she made in the neighborhood, they were sending their kids to St. Bart's. So she figured, well, Go with go with everyone else. You already have some friends supposed to make you new ones. But I easily, I'm sure it could have made some. But what a difference. I mean that that it seemed on on, on its on its on its face, and for my and for my parents at the time, I don't think they and I I wouldn't doubt and I wouldn't begrudge them. I don't think they really would have thought like they were making a huge life decision for me at that time. But they really were. By sending me to St. Bart's as opposed to St. Lad's, they were fashioning who I would grow up with, what friends I would have, how I would grow up, you know, different teachers, Completely different experience. Even though they were both four blocks away and, and from this, they they were equidistant, just in different directions. Though that was a life changing decision. I don't know if they really fully understood it to be that. It was like, okay, well, your friends are going to St. Bart's. Go to St. Bart's. But I would have had a completely different set of friends. I would have had a completely different set of teachers i would have had a completely different education because of different teachers i would have had a completely different experience of school and might it have been as positive as i believe my experience was at saint bart's who knows so that was a life-altering decision that I wonder at the time, and my parents are not around anymore, so I can't ask them, and I never did ask them, 
But I, 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 I wish I would have thought of some of these things now. You, you know, the older you get, you start to get a little more philosophical on things. I wish I would have been able to ask, did you really take into consideration a lot of these other aspects? Or was it just like, well, your friends are going there. It may have been that simple. But it really had a major influence on my education and my life. Now, I don't see any of those people that I grew up with, but I still keep in touch with with some of them. And I have visited them on occasion. We don't hang around anymore. We don't talk regularly. They're not like my best friends anymore. Some of them live in other states. But I have gone to visit them, and we have had, and we did have a reunion about 10 years ago. So I still do keep in touch with them. But I have great memories of being at that school for a variety of reasons. The friends, the people I met, the teachers I had, and the overall experience that I had there. And I always have a a soft spot for it. And I don't still, I don't live that far away from there anymore, but I don't really go to that neighborhood much anymore. But every so often I will be passing through. And I immediately, when I just see the buildings, I have an immediate memory of someone or something that happened or something that I did or some class or some teacher or some friend. It never fails. I was there for eight years, and those were eight important years of anyone's development as a person. You are, you are developing your personality. You are developing your, and many times, your goals and dreams for your life. You're developing friendships. Um, you're developing your views on the world. As I said, you're getting you're you're, you're maturing as a as a as a, as a small six year old into a teenager. I was very active in sports there. Uh, I wound up living at the gymnasium. Literally living at that gymnasium. I was there from sixth grade to eighth grade. I was at that gym more than I was at my house, without a doubt. I was at that school between my school from eight o'clock to three o'clock every day, and then my practice of ba- from of basketball from say three thirty or four to six every day. I was at that school from like eight o'clock till six at night every day. And then I was there on the weekends for practice or games or going there to hang out. They, would, they, had, they used to do roller skating there on the weekends. I was at that school and in that parish for most of those eight years, certainly from sixth grade to eighth grade, those three, those three years and maybe even fifth grade. But certainly from 6th grade to 8th grade, I lived at that school. And then I was also an altar boy. So I was at that church every Sunday 
serving Mass, and most of the time I was there, there were three Masses in the morning every day. So every other week, pretty much, I was serving a Mass in the morning. So sometimes I was there from 6 in the morning or 7 in the morning until 6 at night. So I that that church and that school really was almost my adoptive home in many ways, especially for me. As I've talked about, being an only child, you know, I enjoyed being at these social events with other kids as long as I could be in the day because then when they were done, I went home and there was no one there except my parents. There was no one else my age there. I didn't have older or younger brothers and sisters. It was just me. So I either went to my room then and did my homework, and that's where I said before, I started listening to the radio and listening to music at a very young age, much younger than my friends. I watched more television. I watched shows that my parents watched. So I was always a little more mature than my friends because I was I was hanging around with my parents if I wasn't alone, finding ways to entertain myself. I was with them. I was taking in their influence and their entertainment, which I'm grateful for. It's one reason why I think I, I, I am such a, a cultural history and pop culture um, you know, fanatic because I was taking in all that stuff. I know and remember all these different events and shows and things that I saw on television, whether they were news shows or entertainment shows or cartoon shows, whatever it was. But there's no question the influence that that school had on me that parish and that school and the people there and uh, many of those people that I went to grammar school with, I then went to high school with. I went to an all-boys high school, St. Patrick. So I didn't see the girls, <laughs> obviously, but they a lot of those girls went to the Catholic uh girls high school that was only a couple blocks away from St. Pat's called Notre Dame High School in Chicago, which now has been closed. So I've kept in touch with some people, either physically on, on occasion, or at least through emails and you know things on Facebook. You see their names pop up on you know your Facebook page that they like something, so they're obviously visiting. And so I, I really, some people dreaded or don't have good memories of their school days, of their grammar school days or their high school days. I really, I had a good time. As I said, I think I had a good time. Um, I was always personable. I always had a sense of humor. But I, as I said, I, I really looked at going to school as yes, I always enjoyed school. I I always enjoyed learning, still do. But I also believe that I liked going to school because it was where there were kids my 
there were other kids there. So the learning came in handy too. But I, you know, I, I wonder if I would have had the same experience, the same um, zest for education and learning that I do, that I still do and did during my school uh, career. I wonder if that was born out of the fact that I liked going to school because, yes, I did enjoy learning and I, I was good in the classes, so that was always good positive reinforcement, but I also got to be around all these kids that I didn't have at my house. Yes, I had a few friends in the neighborhood, certainly, but here was a hundred kids in our class and 800 in the school if you walked around. And I've always been a social being to some extent. And so, and, you know, being someone that liked to perform, if you will, or tell jokes, I had a great audience. So it was fun for me to go to school because it was a environment that I enjoyed being in. I had I had a, a nice home life. Like every home life, it wasn't perfect. But I enjoyed going to school. I had friends at school. Some, like I said, lived in my neighborhood, but some lived on the other side of Addison. So I, you know, I would only see them in class, but I liked them. So it certainly opened up a whole new world to me. And as I said, um, I did well in class. I enjoyed my teachers. And then, as I said, I I played sports and I was good in sports. And so I was able to uh, excel there. And so that was fun. I was very active in the church itself, in the parish. I was an altar boy and did other things. I used to read at masses. So I became very active in that parish through the church and through the school. And so once again, I don't know if I would have had the same activity that I, you know, I, you know, like for instance, I don't even know if, you know, St. Lads, I don't even know if they had a, you know, they didn't, I mean, St. Bart's had a good, um, one of the best gyms in the city of Chicago for a grammar school. Uh, that's the shame with this school closing. That school had some great amenities and some uh, excellent facilities, which also added to the experience. And we would go to, especially when I played basketball, we would go to many different schools to play. And certainly when we, when you'd see the, the other schools and and just what the size of the schools and the classrooms and just the, as I said before, the amenities, St. Bart's was really had some really, you know, upgraded facilities than most of the schools that we saw that that we went to. They were either smaller or older. And uh, some of the, the, there was one old building that was called the Intermediate Building, which was the older one. But then um, the two main buildings that they built in the late 60s and in, in early 70s 
the junior high building and this grammar school building were were built later and they were much more modern. As I said, the gym, the the junior high building that we were in that had 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, I mean, this was unheard of. We had air conditioning, central air conditioning in that school. I mean, that was unheard of for a grammar school in the 70s to have central air and carpeting. We had carpeting in the school on all the floors. And as I said, then down in the basement, there was this huge gym with locker rooms and showers and bleachers. It was it was a beautiful, it's still one of the best gyms. In fact, the CYO, this, the Catholic Youth Organization, the gym was so big um, and so and so nice that on the weekends, they would hold many of their games there. Not just the games that our school played, but other schools would play at our gym as a central place because it was centrally located and it was a great facility. So I was there a lot of times working the scoreboard for those games on the weekends. So I lived at that school. And so it was very sad to hear it closing. I'd gone back there a few times over the years when this intermediate building that I was telling you about, the oldest building there, finally was falling apart and they were knocking it down. I did go there. They had an open house for any alumni to go see it and I went there and it was amazing to see how small the rooms were and it really was a, a, the building really was falling apart. They didn't need it to get rid of it and knock it down and they could because then the enrollment was smaller. But that was kind of neat to um, to go back and see that. And I've gone back on different occasions. As I said, I've met people and still kept in touch with some of my coaches from basketball and um, and some of my teachers on Facebook and some of my classmates. So when I heard that they were closing, it really just, and as I said, we had a, about 12 years or so ago, we had a, now probably 13 years ago, we had a um, a reunion, and we had a good turnout. We did it at the school, and we got to walk through the school, so that was kind of cool once again. It was probably the last time I was really there. But there was always something reassuring that that school was there, even though I don't see it as much as I did anymore. Whenever I drive past it, I would always have those memories that would instantly come to me. And I still have a lot of the memorabilia, as I said, from my grammar school years in some bins because it was an important time and it was a fun time. I did have fun at school. As I said, I I know a lot of people um, look back at a lot of their early school days and they weren't uh, happy times. A lot of times they felt that they were uh, you know, either bullied or they weren't in the in crowd or they, you know, they were an outsider or whatever it is. But um, I didn't have that experience. I had a very positive experience. I look back at it now and I still think in hindsight that I had a very good experience, not just at the time thinking it was good, but as I look back on it. Um, so when I heard the school was closing, 
it really sent a shock because it was sad, as we all know, when times, you know, the longer you're around, you see things that you used to know that will not be there. But, you know, your school is always kind of something that is such a major part of your life that you always think it will be around. And it's, and it's just this, this physical thing that does bring you immediate memories. And so I would drive by there, and it was just reassuring that it was there. My wife and I got married in that church. So not only did I go there for eight years, but I... You know, our, we got married there. I don't know if the church is closing too. They're, you know, they're combining a lot of parishes now. I'm not really sure. As I said, I'm not really involved, and I don't live there, live there, near there, or as close as I did. So I really don't know what the future of that entire parish, if it's just the school or the, you know, the church is closed. And what will come of that? I mean, there's a lot of Catholic parishes and Catholic grammar schools and high schools, as I said, that have um, that have closed over the last 20 years. And these were just as vibrant as the one at St. Bart's with you know, active parents and, 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 and parents clubs and activities and sports and carnivals. They were major meeting places for the neighborhood. And those will be gone. Not only were kids going to school there, but, but they were events there. Excuse me, that brought, the, that brought people together. And now those events will no longer be taking place. And I don't know. I know there's a lot of schools in the neighborhood that, you know, around the area that have closed that were very similar, that had very strong, you know, community ties and did things for the community in addition to educate the kids. They said, you know, carnivals and and other kind of different community programs that were at the school, Cub Scouts, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, Brownies, things like that were all parts of that school. I was a Cub Scout through my, through my grammar school. I would wear my, you know, on, on pack days, I would wear my uniform to school because we went to pack day right after school. So you'd, you'd wear your your Cub Scout uniform to school that day in our pack nights for the Cub Scouts were, or the, or the, you know, the Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts. Yeah. We're where, of course, in at the school. So I was very active at that school. Forgot about my whole Cub Scout. I wasn't the Cub Scout for very long, maybe one or two years, but it was part of my life. I still have my Cub Scout vest. But we went to Cub Scout pack night in the meeting hall of the school. That was the meeting hall where we would have, you know, different events. You'd have bake sales. 
That's where we met many times. That was our cafeteria, that home meeting hall, the primary hall. We did everything in the primary hall. Between that primary hall and that junior high gymnasium and the church, yes. I mean, I, I, I think I, if you added up the hours, I was from, from fifth, at least fifth grade to eighth grade, I think I was in, 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 at that parish in those buildings more than I was in my house. So yeah, it's it's like your birth house in many ways when you hear it's going to be demolished or it's gone. I don't know what's going to happen to the physical plant of that school. I don't know if they're going to knock those down. I don't know what. I mean, I know some other schools that have closed throughout the city where I had friends that when I went to high school that they went to different parishes. A lot of those schools are physically still there, but they're just empty. Um. I hope they don't get into disrepair because they really were um, nicely built, and there was, and they were more modern than than the usual. And it would be a shame if they just sat there and weren't used for something. Especially that gymnasium. My gosh, it was just a beautiful gym. Big. It had a, a sound system. I believe. I don't have any proof of this, but I do believe that I started the trend of playing We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions, before sporting events. Now, those songs have become staples, at least over the last 30 or 40 years. Now, some other songs are taking over, but still. We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions have been played at sporting events for the last 30, 40 years. That song came out, I believe, in like 77 or 78. And I remember that gym was so cool. Once again, not only was it big and it had a beautiful floor, it had full locker rooms. Um, there was, Like I said, we used to have a roller skating they used to rent the skates. You'd clip them onto your shoes and you'd roller skate in there. There was a, a mezzanine that you can overlook. There was rows of, of, of bleachers. It was a beautiful building. It was a beautiful gym. Multi-use, and I lived in that place. And it even had a sound system. Speakers. There was a record player. There was the what there was the 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 gym there was this, the there was the doors where they like a, a closet where they kept all the you know the the gym stuff like the volleyball nets and all the the different things for gym class in this one big room that was right off the gym there's just two doors there and in there, there was a record player. Now, once again, this is the 70s. This is, there's no CDs. There's no computers. There, there was a record player. But when you turn the record player on, it played in the gym. Now, once again, being a music guy like I was, I told you, I've been listening to music since I was a little, since I was six or seven. I used to buy these KTEL albums, and I know that I bought one 
1970, so I was a very young kid. But when We Will Rock You came out, We Are the Champions, it was a double-sided single. So on one side was We Will Rock You, and the other side on the 45 was We Are the Champions. And so when that song came out, I asked my coach, I said, can we play this these songs when we come out for warm-ups? Because these are great kind of songs to get you pumped up and get the crowd pumped up. You know, we will rock you. We can, you know, we could, you know, as we're doing layups, as we're warming up, we can pound our feet and clap. Dun, 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 We will, we will rock you. You know, and the cheerleaders could do cheers to that. And then we are the champions. How perfect is that? before a game, right? And so he said, "Yeah. See how it see how it goes." So, if you remember back, none of you won't Reggie's look at me like I'm crazy through this whole discussion. <laughs> but before the record players they were geared to play these 45s, just one song, small records, not albums, but just the the songs. They were called 45 because they went at 45 uh RPMs, rotations per uh, per minute. And so I bought two of them, and there was this little black thing that you would stick, you know, because the, the records had a big hole in them, and it would stack them, and it would drop them. After the song was done, it would drop it. The next, you could stack like four or five records on this thing so that you could play like four or five songs. Once the song ended, the arm of the... the um, the turntable would move, and then another record would fall, and it would go and sit on that and start playing that one. So I bought two versions, two copies, so that we could start with We Will Rock You when we first came out, and then we could play We Are the Champions. Because usually the warm-up was about 10 minutes, and that's enough for those two songs. So it fit perfect. And my whole eighth grade year, when we played home games, we played We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions when we came out for layups. No other school did that. We played all around the city. I never heard anybody ever do that. We did that. That was my idea. I'm taking credit for that one. That's another one that I sent out to the universe, and it came back. Because now those songs became staples at major sporting events around the world. But I had never heard it before, and I'd been to a lot of gyms, high school, and grammar school. I've been to a lot of sporting events. I went to baseball games. I went to basketball games. I went to hockey games. And I never heard those songs being played during warm-ups to get the crowd up. I never heard that. I thought of that. I'm taking credit for that one, folks. There's no official place to put it, but I'm taking credit for that one. And that happened at the gym in St. Bart's. And that's what I'm talking about. I just have these memories, whether they're delusions in my mind, like that one might be, (laughs) that I started that whole thing or not, it doesn't matter. 
It's such a deep etched memory. I can close my eyes right now and picture myself with those two records, putting them on that record. I could I could picture the record player and I can picture myself putting it on. I mean the whole I just it's as clear as day. And my gosh, it was years ago. So sadly, I'm really there was a lot of these other events that were all on this same day. But I'm very sad that I could not be there for this final open house to walk through those schools and uh, and get one last look. I don't know if they're going to be knocked down. Part of me wants to contact the school and say, I can't make it, but is there a day that I could just meet somebody there and can I just walk around for about a half hour? I'm tempted to do that. I don't live too far that that would be that hard of a thing. I don't know if they would accommodate me or not. I hope they don't knock it down. I hope they use those buildings for something because they shouldn't go to waste. The community can still use those buildings, if not for schools. But it really would be a real shock to my system if I heard they were knocking those schools down someday and to drive past Addison and Laverne near Lamont and go on Patterson between Laverne and Lamont and not see the junior high building or not see the primary building on Addison or not see the church on Addison and Laverne, a place that I was an altar boy, went to school, was conf- was made my first communion there, <clears throat> was confirmed there, graduated from there, and then got married there. Went to school there for eight years, had a very successful Sports career there on my basketball team. Had great friendships that I still consider and still think about. All took place in that square block in all those buildings. And the buildings were part of the experience. So often you say, well, the the people are what made the experience. The buildings were there, but it was the people. And I don't deny that. No questions, I said. I would have had a completely different experience, and I I may have been a completely different person if I had gone to that other school, St. Ladislaus, as opposed to going to St. Bart's. Who knows? You just, you don't know. You, You are so impacted and so influenced by your surroundings they, they change who you are. But I do have to say there was something about those buildings as well because those memories and those people that I remember and those memories that I remember happened in those buildings, in those rooms, in those hallways. I remember being a milk boy 
going to get the milk. We would go from one building to the other, and we'd go down into the into the primary hall, as I said, and there's, there would be the big refrigerators, and we would take out the milk cartons, and we would deliver them to the different classes. I remember hot dog day. We would go down to that same primary building because that's where the kitchen was, and that's where they cooked all the hot dogs, and we'd get the big styrofoam coolers, if you will, that were filled with all the hot dogs and deliver those to the classrooms. I remember recess, playing dodgeball, playing kickball in the big parking lot, in the big schoolyard outside of the primary and the intermediate rooms, and playing tag, or when it snowed, you'd play bumper cars and knock people down or have snowball fights. I remember lining up outside. I remember the fire drills where we'd walk around the block during fire drills out in the neighborhood. <laughs> I remember the trophy case in the, pri- in, the, in the junior high. Many of those trophies were ones that my teams won. A lot of memories. Yes, of the people, no question. And the people certainly made the experience. But I would have to say, in many ways, those buildings did too. The primary hall, the intermediate building, and that junior high building with that central air. Three floors, by the way. Was it three? No, two floors. Yeah, there was a ground, yeah, it was a basement, ground floor, and then two floors. Carpeting on the floors, central air, and that amazing gym that I I lived my life in for at least three or four years. So I'm sorry to say goodbye to St. Pa- to St. Bart's. The team or the school name was the Crusaders. So the crusade is done, sadly. And St. Bart's Grammar School is now a memory. Not only has it always been a memory for those of us who went there, but now it is truly a memory. I hope the buildings stay up because they were such a part of that memory for me. But still, I don't see those buildings every day, so they live in my memory. And that's where they'll always be, along with those people, along with those friends, along with those teachers, along with those coaches along with everybody that made my grammar school experience one that I will always cherish, one that I'm grateful for, to my parents for sending me there, for making that decision, and for the people that I met and the experiences I had there and the memories that I will always cherish. Thank you, St. Bart's. I'll always remember you. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast, we are there. And don't forget, tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic and it should be theirs too. 
Your loyalty and devotion are much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 372. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen. Go Crusaders.